0: Hey everyone, and welcome to Story Driven Marketing, the show that helps you leverage your story to become your customer's obvious choice. I'm Helena, your host and co-founder of Tales Consulting, a dedicated B2B brand storytelling and content marketing agency. I dive deep into topics like brand storytelling, narrative positioning, story-driven marketing, and building a brand your customers love, with a new episode every other Monday. Because, in the words of Plato, those who tell the stories, rule the world. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode and today we're talking about the curse of fuzzy brand messaging and how to fix it. This is a big issue in B2B and probably one of the main conversion killers that we see over and over again. So when we talk about fuzzy messaging, it really comes down to a number of reasons and it manifests in different ways. So the main issues that we see are no clear target audience, messages that poorly match the customer journey, marketing waffle or company-centric messaging, and no unique brand voice. All of which leads to one thing. Hundreds of brands per industry that all sound virtually identical. They say the same stuff in the same voice and are all talking to anyone and everyone. Because they've fallen victim to the curse of knowledge, which leads to the inability to look at their organization from the outside. So leaders think they're making sense to people, but a lot of the time their audience is mis- missing crucial context or pre-existing knowledge. And there's a great experiment by Elizabeth Newton, a researcher at Stanford University in 1990, that demonstrates this point. Basically, she split the study participants into two groups, the tappers and the listeners. She then got the tappers to tap simple, everyday songs like Happy Birthday to You and asked the listeners to guess the song based on the tap rhythm. And Over the course of the experiment, over 120 songs were tapped and listened to and only 2.5% were guessed correctly. That means that the tappers only got their message across 1 in 40 times. But, and here's the shocking bit, when the tappers were asked to predict the likelihood of the listeners guessing the songs correctly, they guessed that the odds were around 50%, or 1 in 2. So let that sink in for a moment. The tappers thought the odds of successfully communicating their message was 1 in 2, but the actual odds were 1 in 40. And that mismatch comes from the curse of knowledge. The tappers know the song they're trying to communicate, They can hear it in their head, and it's impossible for them to unhear it. And they simply can't imagine what it's like to lack that knowledge. And it's the same for leaders and decision makers who are often stuck so deep within an organization, within an executive role, that it becomes super hard for them to recreate their listener state of mind, for them to understand what it's like to not know something. Because if you've been immersed in something for so long, You can't readily unknow things to level the playing field with your audience. So you need to find another way to understand where they're at, to put yourself in their shoes and to look at your organization from an external perspective. And you do that through brand storytelling. Because brand storytelling forces you to develop empathy for your audience, for their problems, needs, and pain points, so that you can start to shift your messaging and write for your customer instead of for yourself, or for your competition, which helps you eliminate fuzzy brand messaging once and for all. So let's look at how we can apply a brand storytelling approach to eliminate the four most common fuzzy messaging mistakes we see in B2B marketing. First up, no clear target audience. This one's huge, because if you don't know who you're talking to, how can you expect to say anything that even remotely appeals or resonates? It's easy to see where it comes from because a common fear of niching down and talking to a really specific audience is that you won't appeal to as many people. But let me ask you a question. Would you rather strongly appeal to your ideal client or weakly appeal to every man and his dog? Would you rather be the obvious choice for your ideal client or someone in a whole range of choices for anyone, right? So by clearly defining who you're talking to and understanding their pain points, problems, emotions, and desires, you can start to craft and shape messages that feel intensely personal to your ideal audience, things that resonate with them, things that, that, where they feel like you really get them, and that shift from saying anything to everyone to closely matching your brand message to your audience's needs makes the difference between being just another option in a saturated marketplace and being the obvious choice, the only choice. So how do you define your target audience and understand what they need to hear from you? And how does all that relate to brand storytelling? To answer that question, let's quickly recap what brand storytelling is. Brand storytelling is simply the combination of branding and storytelling. It's defining your brand identity and then aligning your core messaging strategy with your customer's internal narrative arc. And lastly, communicating your brand through your content marketing. So when it comes to targeting your buyer personas, the brand storytelling approach involves creating typical buyer personas, but then taking it a step further to define the internal narrative arc or hero's journey for each segment of your audience. But how do you go about that? Well, you start by looking at your organization and the clients you typically serve. You try to understand what matters to them by conducting surveys, talking to them one-on-one and gathering insights from your sales team. And based on what matters to your entire audience base, you'll create your top-level brand story. At this stage, it can be as simple as a mission statement. We're really going for the lowest common denominator. And once you've got a clear understanding of your entire audience base and you have your core story sussed and turned into a commander's intent like I spoke about last week, you then want to segment your users based on their goals and attitudes, behaviors, problems, or outcomes. Basically, you're looking for common themes within their entire audience base. Maybe they're different user groups or maybe they're the same types of users but they're looking for different outcomes. And this part is really a qualitative judgment call. Essentially, you're trying to group your audience into segments of users that follow the same approximate hero's journey. And these segments become the basis of your story pillars. Once you've got those segments pinned down, that's when you actually map out the hero's journey for each segment. So you can understand your customer's internal narrative arc, their state of mind when they first come in contact with your organization, their hopes, dreams, fears, and failures, And the transformation that they're looking for. And within all that, you'll be able to see the role that your brand plays. The the role it plays from getting them to A, from where they're at, to to that B point, to where they want to go, that transformation. Which helps you accordingly position your brand within their narrative. And it helps you show up as their trusted sidekick. With the right message for the right person at the right time. So how do you map out the hero's journey or the internal story arc? Well, there are many ways to go about this and many story structures, many frameworks and many 12 part journeys or nine part journeys where you know, you've got the crossing the threshold and the venturing into the unknown and all the rest of it. But the reality is it doesn't have to be that complex in B2B marketing. We're not shooting for a 300 page novel or the next Lord of the Rings movie. We're simply looking to understand where our customers are at mentally, where they want to go, and how we can help them get there. So I suggest using either a simple three-phase story arc, like Kendra Hall's stellar storytelling framework, where basically phase one is the normal. So you start off by establishing the normal, the way things were before something changed. And then looking at phase two, where an explosion happens. So, I mean, that sounds dramatic, explosion, but really it's just about the inciting incident. It's the moment something changed. You identify what happened that made your customer want to change the status quo and how your brand helps them do that. And then phase three focuses on the new normal or the transformation. What's life like after things have changed for the better, right? In those phases, if you have those three, That's sufficient for most B2B brand stories. But if you want to split the journey into more phases and create more nuanced messaging, another good approach um, for defining that internal story arc is um, Donald Miller's story brand, where he introduces the SB7 framework. So that's basically also a hero's journey, but with seven parts. So basically it's starting off with a character, which is number one. Number two, the character has a problem, so you identify the problem. Three, he meets a guide. So that's where you enter the picture. Four, who gives them a plan. So that's where you set out the plan for them to achieve success. Five, and calls them to action. So this is where you identify your brand's call to action. Six, that helps them avoid failure. So you identify what failure was averted by them working with you. And seven, ends in success. So you paint, again, that picture of transformation, that picture of what success looks like. And no matter which framework you use, the aim is always the same, right? So you want to understand where your customers are at, where they want to go, so the transformation, and what gets them there, i.e. what they need to realize to start their journey, what is that inciting incident, and how does your brand help them reach the transformation? That informs your core brand messaging and positioning, and it tells you how to position your brand into your customer's narrative. But it doesn't tell you what to say, right? What you say comes down to a combination of your customer's stage of awareness and where they're at in their buyer's journey, right? It tells you how to position your brand into your customer's narrative, but it doesn't tell you what to say. What you say comes down to a combination of your customer's stage of awareness and where they're at in their buyer's journey, their pains, problems, objections, and questions, because these are the things that you need to address at each stage to help them move forward. Which brings us to fuzzy messaging mistake number two. Messaging that is not strategically aligned with your customer journey. You know, B2B buyer journeys are increasingly complex, and the average B2B customer now uses six different channels over the course of their decision-making journey. So channels are exploding, Stakeholders are multiplying, touch points are proliferating and we're competing for our audience's attention more than ever before. Buying cycles have become much more complicated and yet we need to present the right message to the right person at the right time to even be in with a chance, to even make it into the initial consideration set, which means we need to have a better understanding than ever before of our customer journey and our audience's needs at every step along the way. It's no longer enough to simply blast the same messages on repeat across different channels, mediums, and touch points to different stakeholders without consideration for your audience's stage of awareness or their customer journey. A more nuanced approach is needed. An approach where your messages, content, and formats in which that content is delivered strategically and meticulously matches your audience's customer journey. And brand storytelling gives us that approach. I've spoken before about the two layers of brand storytelling. The internal story arc of our audience, which we've just talked about, and the external story arc that determines what to say at each step. And that external story arc is based on the customer journey. Not their hero's journey or their internal story, but on where they're actually at in relation to your brand. Because the messages you need to send to people who are in the pre-awareness stage, in other words, they haven't identified they have a problem yet, are so different from the messages your customers need to hear as they move down your funnel, or how you nurture them after they've converted so that they become loyal, repeat customers, and even brand advocates. So To create this external story arc, you need to do a couple of things. First up, you need to break down your marketing funnel and customer journey into the different stages of consumer awareness. So, unaware, aware, education, consideration, conversion, and nurture. You'll notice that I've lumped the marketing funnel and the customer journey together for this purpose, since it's really a continuous journey from a point where someone is unaware that your brand even exists to a point where they're a loyal brand evangelist on the other end of the spectrum. In the stages of awareness that I just mentioned, those are the stepping stones we need to get people across, to move from the one end, from being unaware that you exist, to moving to that other end where your brand is the obvious choice, the only choice even. Just ask Apple fans, for example, if there's another brand they would consider, likely no, because they're so far committed with the brand that they're on that very evangelist side of the spectrum. So they would be most aware. So once you've got those stepping stones, those stages of awareness mapped out, you want to think about the problems, questions, objections and considerations that your audience has at each step. And you'll want to do this for each of the story pillars or audience segments that you've identified. Essentially, what you're trying to do is work out the topic knowledge your audience has at each step so that you can create messages and content that are directly relevant to them at that step. And then based on those problems, questions, objections, and considerations, you can map out a story-driven content strategy whereby you're using the external story arc to guide which topics you talk about and the internal story arc to repeatedly position your brand and your customer's narrative as you talk about each topic. If you're clear on those two things, the internal and external story arc, you'll be well on your way to banishing the curse of fuzzy brand messaging once and for all. But there are still a couple of lurking dangers that you have gotta be aware of. So next up, I wanna chat about another hugely common mistake in B2B marketing, which is Unclear Marketing Waffle. B2B brands use so much Unclear Waffle, like get the most out of your technology or data, or helping businesses achieve positive outcomes, or world-class solutions, or delivering innovative geospatial solutions, you know, all that kind of stuff, all that superlative language, which means absolutely nothing to your audience because it doesn't talk about or fix any specific problem for them. To you or to the brand, it may mean something, but chances are that it means nothing to your audience or to your listeners. Because a lot of the time, this kind of language comes about actually when brands copy from each other and they try and outdo one another with even more fancier language or grander platitudes. But what ends up happening is that they write for themselves and for each other instead of for the customer. And with each iteration it gets even more obscure until you're at the point where not even industry insiders know what you're talking about. And I've experienced this myself quite a lot actually when I look at geospatial websites. Uh, So websites in the geospatial industry where I hold a master's degree and have a lot of experience and I am not sure what they're trying to tell me a lot of the time because the language is just so vague, so fuzzy. Um, It sounds very grand, but it's not actually saying a whole lot because world-leading solutions or getting the most out of your data, that could really mean anything. And it's very company-centric. So that kind of language is really just all about you and it means nothing to your customer. So think about it this way. If you're at the supermarket and you're looking for a can of kidney beans, what are you looking for? What do you want the can to read? Do you want it to say kidney beans? Or are you looking for something that says, plant-based protein solution? You know, you want the kidney beans, right? You want to identify straight away, ah, beans, that's what I'm looking for, great, get in my shopping cart. You don't want to have to decipher clever marketing terminology in order to get what you want. And you'd be astounded by how many B2B brands completely fail to communicate what they actually do. We're not even talking about your USP or value prop or X factor. We're talking about what you actually do. If you don't convey that, you've lost the vast majority of your audience before you've even started. So in the words of Jay Abraham, legendary copywriter, sometimes the best copy to sell a horse is horse for sale. So although this is technically a copywriting problem, taking a brand storytelling messaging approach is actually an incredibly effective cure for marketing waffle. Because it forces you to step out and view your organization from your customer's point of view. At which point you'll realize, oh, hang on, this stuff probably isn't all that helpful to my audience and to my customers. And as you dig deeper into their problems, needs, and pain points, you'll become more empathetic and will start shifting your messaging to write for your customer instead of for yourself or for your competition. Empathy is the key here put your ego aside and really try to empathize with your audience and then try to be as helpful as possible with your content. And that almost never, actually that never looks like company centric sound bites, right? Speaking of sound, let's look at the fourth and final fuzzy messaging mistake, having no unique brand voice. Apart from your messages, Conveying what you do, you also want to think about your voice when it comes to communicating your brand in an appealing way. But when it comes to voice, it's often not what people think. Over the years, countless B2B companies I've worked with have told me that their voice is friendly, professional, helpful, and trustworthy. But those are all values, they're all personality traits, not voice. Plus, they're likely the same values most of your competitors have plastered all over their websites. As an example, let's look at friendly yet professional, a voice which is often requested. Now I want you to think about your LinkedIn network. After all, that's the place where friendly professionals hang out, right? So if you're like the average LinkedIn user, you'll have around 1,000 connections. And of those connections, I'd assume that around 80% are friendly yet professional, right? You can forget about the 20% who are rude and pushy. But that still leaves you with 800 friendly professionals in your average LinkedIn network. Or 640,000 friendly professionals in your extended network. But do they all talk the same? Of course not. Because personality traits is not equal to voice. Personality is what you say and voice is how you say it. And Your voice is made up of three characteristics, right? Your vocabulary, so the words you use, your tone, so the emotional charge of those words, and your cadence, which is the sentence length and sentence structure. And all three of these elements can be measured. You can put an actual number on them, right? And then you can adjust them the way you want in any direction to match, mirror or evolve your voice and to achieve a certain effect, to achieve a certain sound. Every single time that you write, if you're aiming for the same numbers, for the same vocabulary kind of score range, for the same cadence score range, and for the similar kind of tone um, background, to tone words, then it'll always come across the same, right? So you can build that consistent and coherent voice So for example, if you want your brand voice to have more authority, you'd opt for a higher vocabulary and longer cadence, right? So you'd use slightly more difficult words, you'd use longer sentence structures, whereas if you want your brand to have like a friend at the bar type voice, like a more casual, approachable, accessible voice, you'd do the opposite, right? You'd use shorter words, you'd use shorter sentences, um, lower vocabulary, and so on. And both of these voice types can still be friendly, yet professional, right? So how does all of this relate to brand storytelling? Well, because voice is how you show your personality in your copy. And brand storytelling is about communicating your brand identity over time, which obviously includes your personality, right? Because people don't just want to know what you can do for them or how it fits into their narrative. They also want to know what you'd be like to deal with as a person, as a company, whether you're friend material on an interpersonal level, whether your philosophies are aligned, whether your values are aligned. So you need to make sure that your tone of voice communicates those things and helps your audience understand whether you're hip and casual and likely to rock up to a Zoom call in your PJs or if you're more of a shirt and tie kind of brand, right? because you'll attract different clients depending on the vibe that you give off. And if your vibes are all over the show because you don't have a defined voice or because the voice of your brand is different depending on who's behind the keyboard, chances are you'll attract people other than your ideal client, which can lead to all sorts of problems that you'd rather avoid. So make sure that your voice intentionally reflects your brand identity and that you're using it consistently to avoid giving off fuzzy brand vibes and fuzzy brand messages. So there you have it, the four biggest fuzzy messaging mistakes in B2B, and probably the four biggest conversion killers, which to recap are not having a clear target audience, not aligning your message with the customer journey, unclear marketing waffle, and not having a unique brand voice. But the good news is that you can address all of those things by using this brand storytelling model, so you don't fall victim to the curse of fuzzy brand messaging. All right, hope that was helpful. If you have any questions, as always, find me on LinkedIn under Helena Mershdorf or reach out to me directly on our website, tales.co.nz. That's T A L E S.co.nz. And I'll see you in the next episode where I'll be unpacking how not to tell a good story. So this one's for you if you want to ensure that your stories flop. It's a goodie you don't want to miss, and I'll see you there.